0: Welcome to the Tech Arena, featuring authentic discussions between tech's leading innovators and our host Allison Klein. Now let's step into the arena.
1: Welcome to the Tech Arena. My name is Allison Klein, and today I am delighted to have Kumaran Siva, corporate vice president and of strategic business development at AMD, with us. Welcome to the show, Kumaran. How are you?
0: Hey, thank you for having me.
1: So, Kumran, that's a big title, but why don't you just describe a little bit about what you do at AMD and how it relates to the topic today?
0: Yeah, so I'm responsible. I work, first off, in the in the um, server business unit. I'm responsible for essentially understanding how Epic CPUs get adopted into uh, different verticals, um, in particular telecommunications, but also um, like financial services, manufacturing, and all these other uh, you know it's seven other server, uh, verticals that we cover also look at the ecosystem um and make sure that you know the uh, the uh, right ISVs um the right uh, type of uh, solutions are put together so that uh it becomes easy for customers to adopt and then we also focus on working with some of the largest customers in, in each uh, vertical right so uh-huh. in the case of telecommunications we we talk directly a lot with the uh, the end carriers to make sure that that they're able to to understand our value and also understand how we're addressing their particular needs.
1: You know, we're coming up against uh, Mobile World Congress, which is one of my favorite shows of the year because it really shows what the industry is doing to deliver on the promise of 5G. And I guess my next question for you is, with that ongoing rollout of 5G, how do you envision the technology playing a crucial role in meeting the demands of next generation networks?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. First off, AMD is just probably the best server CPU out there today. I can say mainstream um CPU in terms of uh, you know, fantastic compatibility with x86. Like uh, AMD really created the modern 64-bit uh x86 instruction set, so the compatibility is just there. Um and then the uh the density and the performance is just unmatched in the in the industry today. From a five g point, we think of things like packet core, NFV, those oh. workloads that are both uh, throughput demanding and then sometimes you know single thread, single core demanding. They run extremely well on our CPUs. Part of I think what AMD is bringing to the table is is helping realize some of the the vision of having commodity servers in a rollout, and and five G is it's just the catalyst to really start accelerating both our adoption and also, frankly, the movement towards this bigger vision for for the industry.
1: You mentioned that you work with comm service providers and the carriers on, you know, what they require. Could you share some insights from those conversations on how AMD is addressing the unique challenges that they're faced in terms of performance, scalability, even energy efficiency?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, I, I think in the last few years, things have changed, you know, somewhat for uh, the communication service providers. The one key one is is energy efficiency has become just a huge, huge issue. We've heard of uh, uh, CSDs that have had their power jump by fifteen x. That, uh-huh. That's sort of an extreme, but the ongoing challenges in Europe. The uh, the access to energy, you know, being disrupted that that's caused you know considerable fluctuation and uh, And so so energy efficiency has, has really become top of mind for a lot of carriers. Uh-huh. Um, but you know and, and I think the VMD architecture is is really well suited, um, and so I think that in some respects, we want the the best for our, for our customers, but they're, they're very motivated to come talk to us because our technology is able to give them the uh the disruptive energy efficiency and sort of the best in class for that kind of uh those kinds of workloads uh that that are needed so i think that that is kind of interesting uh, i think the other the other uh piece of it that that is um i think been promised for a long time and it's finally starting to you know kind of roll out in a very slow way is uh virtualized ran and uh-huh. um and there we have a great solution in the form of our Sienna chip and it's kind of interesting we've been very focused on just getting the best possible uh cpu that can play in uh, edge applications, uh, including VRAN, right? I mean, I think VRAN of the, the broader set of, of edge applications. And uh, and it's actually getting a, a remarkable amount of uh, attention and and it's in trials and then being being worked on by a number of the major ISPs just because of the amazing energy efficiency it gives you. At the same time, going up to 64 cores, that gives an a, enormous amount of scalability to to customers in terms of kind of workloads that they both know about or, and, and or that they're, they don't know. Right. So they have some Mm -hmm. um, spare capacity there, you know, understanding that these boxes are in the field for, you know, uh, five, 10 years. Right. And so it's, uh, it's a, um, it's important that that headroom be there.
1: When you look at that challenge of, you know, the the increased energy efficiency, the demand for new types of services, the operators are going through a lot right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Platform choice is so important. Do you see operators taking full advantage of five G, and if not, what are the use cases that you think will be discussed at Mobile World Congress that are going to be exciting this year? That you know we think are the next trends in this space.
0: Oh, that's, that's a that's a good that's a really good question. I mean, I think when five G was first touted, you know, there, there were a lot of use cases out there. In particular, I mean, you know, it's, it, with um. With telco communications and dealing with the pipe, you know, you really only have two kind of levers, right? One is latency and the other one's bandwidth, right? Mm-hmm. And 5G had the promise of both, like really low latency and, and high bandwidth. I, I'd say it's, it's actually succeeded in the bandwidth side of things. And it's not unusual to see people streaming, I don't know, like a Netflix video coming off a of plane. You know, like it's it, it, the, the connectivity is good. The bandwidth is great. Like in, as the networks roll out, you get a lot of that goodness. I think fundamentally the thing that that may be still out there is really what can you do with latency, right? right? Like if you can cut the latency down, what kind of applications are are truly out there, and and what what is there to be had? The the thing that probably excites me the most is sort of this augmented AI, where you have some part of it running in the client, and you know there's going to be physics at some point, right? That says you can't do a seventy billion parameter la- mm-hmm. language model on your little uh, IoT device, right? So there's some connectivity that's needed. And then the latency there then starts to matter. And then the latency, the proximity of compute. That's another thing that I think, I actually feel like Edge has been talked about for a long time as well. Edge is coming of age. Uh, I, I really see it, right? You know, I think the, the art of what's possible of like sort of walking into a store, picking up something and walking out and having it recognize your face and bill you, bill your credit card and figure out what item it was. Like that's starting, it's going from science fiction to reality, right? You can support, I guess, the Amazon Go concept, but I I think that's, that's going to be the way of the future for a lot of things. And it's hard to anticipate, but there, the value proposition that the, that 5G had of super high bandwidth and latency really comes into its own because you can start to see how that, that kind of idea will, will start to scale. So that's, that's going to be pretty exciting.
1: You know it's funny I was wondering if AI was going to come up and I guess what you're saying Kumran, is that I'm never going to train the next large language model on my iPhone <laughs> but <laughs> um you know it, it's funny what you say about edge because we have been talking about it for a long time but we I feel like we're hitting up against the killer apps that are going to propel the edge forward when you think about edge and you think about what needs to be built for the network in particular how does the infrastructure change from what AMD and the industry is delivering in data centers? And what do you have to be thinking about for those varied locations?
0: It, this is, uh, obviously, the it's easy answer you're going to need a lot more compute, right? But the, the, the real question is, what form is that compute going to take? How power efficient it is a multidimensional problem when you think about what the carriers have to deal with, because they want to put something in the ground that lasts a few years because the truck rolls really do cost them, right? That is mm-hmm. probably the, the most significant piece of their cogs, right? Is to get people out there to service things and upgrade things. So you need something that can sit in the ground for mm-hmm. a while, but can be flexible that can kind of grow to to users' demands. So that's that's a hard thing to do, right? Uh and I think I think that's where um you, you know, the 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 challenges are gonna come in. I, I do think at some point the uh, CPUs with, you know, they're able to do AI well uh, as AMD ones are definitely have a value in those edge uh, type deployments that augment uh, what's what's out there in the, in the ground or in, or sorry, in the IOT field. Like, uh, and I'm thinking more than just like, you know, mobile phones. I think mobile phones actually are probably on a reasonable trajectory. I think about all the other devices that, that, uh-huh. that folks, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I There are a lot of IoT devices. Like you can seem to get uh, connected anything these days. Like you've got a new dishwasher, and and it it sends a notification once it's done. And not not that that's terribly useful, to be honest with you, but you can see how things would get uh, are going to get smarter and smarter um, and more um, more pervasive. I
1: don't know if that really
0: answered your question, but
1: (laughs) no, I think you did. I think you did, and and I think that um, you know when you are talking, one of the things that I was thinking about is the importance. Of working together to deliver this. And I was recently talking to a tower company that's working on 5G implementation over national borders and the complexity of those types of solutions. And it makes me think that the CPU provider has such a foundational role to play in ecosystem collaboration. How do you approach that at AMD? And how do you see the um, industry working together on these compelling solutions across core-to-edge networks.
0: So so one thing um, with AMD, just, just, and again, just the, the bigger picture for us, you know, we re-entered the server business, what, give or take five years ago, six years ago now. And, you know, we built a good business. It's now up to like, you know, over 30%, I think, with the latest Mercury, we're at like 31% mm-hmm. market share of all server CPUs. That's across the board. We've done that through actually through building partnerships. I mean that's that has been the core kind of AMD's DNA, right? More yeah, than, than I'd say any other company that I personally work for, and, and I think that is you know the essence of how we have to approach so, some of these problems that, that are coming out, right? So we, we don't have all the answers for sure on our own, and, and I don't know that things like AI and five G, you know, all of these six G, all, all these I areas think. are going to require you know enormous working with. Folks, and, and having us be be a component and be an important, essential ingredient, but not the only ingredient, right? So it is a, about how, how we enable and live within a vibrant ecosystem, right? And that, and, and also frankly, the customers have choice, right? That is that is really vital to the success of the ecosystem, and and what we, we do. and frankly, competition allows all of us to really do our best, right, and, and exceed and not get complacent. Um, And I think that's that's some of the things that that we brought to bear uh, here.
1: We're uh, just moments away from flying off to Barcelona to actually engage the ecosystem at MWC. What are you most excited about for this year's show? What do you think you're going to be hearing from the carriers? What do you think you're going to be hearing from different providers?
0: From that point of view, we're particularly excited about the... um, The progress that 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 AMD CPUs, frankly, have made Uh in in that area. So that's that's one thing that that I'm uh, I'm super looking forward to. Um, The broader picture, I'd love to understand the intersection of AI with the telcos. Um, Uh You know, so there there has been the large language models. You know, as they apply to how a telco operator can beyond something like call center. uh, You know, like how do how do you actually automate some of the workflows that that they have to deal with and that they're that they're thinking about, and also how does it how does it work within these intelligent controllers, right? I guess are they, uh, the the Rick concept, right? So understanding, you know, how that that thinking is now starting to evolve. Um, you know, I, yeah, in my role, I I see lots of industries, right? Telco is one of the few different segments that I look at. So I've been trying to understand how AI, as it's now become um, a bit of a hot topic with with every industry, how, how it how it you know actually manifests itself. Into into the working business, and so for telco, it'd be interesting to understand how can they use uh, various bots of sorts to uh, like accelerate different processes in their business. I mean, their business is extremely complicated when you think about it. You just talked about towers; like, how do you find a tower? How do you get the negotiate uh, uh, rental lease? How do you you know plan the cellular uh, network? How do you know how how do you? It's actually an extremely complicated business uh, to be in. Yeah, and it, with uh, a combination of technical challenges and business challenges, that'd be really interesting to understand that intersection and, and what they're what they're doing, even beyond just the base station and the actual data flow, uh, but the actual running of their businesses would be quite fascinating to understand as well.
1: I think you hit a bunch of hot buttons for me too, and I'm really looking forward to the conference. I'm looking forward to visiting AMD's booth at Mobile World Congress and checking out what you're showing as well. Kumran, one final question for you. We talked about Epic. We talked about your partnerships. We talked a lot about a lot of technology today. Where can folks find out more about what you're doing in the communications arena and learn more about potential trials of processors and, and solutions?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, if, you, if they are at Mobile World Congress, we do have a, a pretty nice booth. We'll have a bunch of really interesting demos uh, out there, you know, showcasing packet Core, best-in-class packet core yeah. performance with some of the industry leaders. Um, as well as a VRAN solution. So it, it's, it'll be a very, MWC will be a great place to connect. Obviously our website is, is a good place to go check us out. We do have material on telecommunications and the benchmarks and you know, some of the products in particular for uh, the Sienna CPU. Uh, we've done quite a bit of work on kind of showing, showcasing some of these edge use cases that we've just talked about.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Right. Thank you. Thanks for joining The Tech Arena. Subscribe and engage at our website, thetecharena.net. All content is copyrighted by The Tech
1: Arena.